happy I will be when life's journey here is run. And I look up on his face and I hear him say, Well done, you have fought a faithful fight. And my child, you've kept the faith. Enter now, my joys are yours. So just step inside the gate, inside the gate, inside the gate. Hello and welcome to another week of Defining the Dash, where we are making it count. I'm your host today, Mark Mullins, joined today by Brother Chad Clifton in his real voice. Hello. <laughs> hey, Brother Chad. So glad you're here. Also, we're joined today once again by Sister Myra. If you remember last week's episode, we were discussing a wonderful lady that we were privileged to know you know, throughout the years and to watch and admire, Sister Marilyn Richardson. Um, a lady I will never forget as long as I'm in the right mind. I feel that way for sure. Sister Myra, I'd like to try to pick up where we may have left off last week. And a thought that I have and, and an inquiry that I have about your mother is I'm interested in kind of knowing how her day went. So I know how my day goes. If I get up in the morning and I'm able to beat the kids up before the baby gets up and I'm able to sit there and get my little tablet out and play my little game and read my Bible some, not necessarily in that order, but something I like to do. Um Drink some coffee, two cups if I'm having a good day, and then I, I you know, I get on to work. I get there about five after eight, so I'll be there at about eight o'clock, and so I drag in there about five after, and that's kind of how my day begins. Now, looking to think about myself, I feel like I'm a slacker a lot, but when I think about someone like Sister Marilyn, yeah. she's not a slacker, no, and so I'm interested if you can share with us a little bit about what her mornings look like or what her day looked like, if she had a typical day or some typical things that she would do. She was not a coffee drinker. Not a coffee drinker. Okay. Uh-oh. 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 <laughs> she loves sweet tea. I can get into that. Okay. Maybe yeah, that's yeah, where yeah. I'll she start. She loves sweet that's... tea. Um, her day typically it would change depending if she had a rough night. That's one mm. thing me and my brother discussed a couple of days ago is some nights she would be up in pain a lot of the night, be up praying. Um, God would take her pain away, let her be able to fall asleep. We don't know how much sleep she did get. Mm-hmm. She would just get up in the morning, get us ready, get us to school, go get school groceries, check on the fundraiser. You know, she she had a lot of irons in the fire yep. down here at King Mountain, just being a support, you know, for her pastor. Um, she had three kids, and... I'd wrote here just thinking we never lacked for attention either. Mm-hmm. So her typical day, I don't know how she fit everything in, but somehow every payday she took one of us out on a date mm-hmm. just to have one-on-one time. Every Thursday, that was her day off from school, she had a little dessert waiting at home when we got home from school. It was a surprise. She never would let us know what she was going to make. But oh, in the awesome. middle of everything else, you know, that she had going on, she made time to make memories with us, and not just us. That extended to our friends and her nieces and nephews. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, I know two of my cousins; they do that with their children. They do the dates, you know, every mm-hmm. payday. They they take them out. So her influence it has it's reached, you know. So a typical day for her, you know, she would get up. Wouldn't really eat breakfast. She didn't eat early. Get off to school if it was a school day. We did set up late. A lot of nights reading. She loved to read. Um, she had a very full life, you know, outside of 
having the cancer, she didn't let that define her. Right. She, she did not let that change. We went on vacation, but she made sure we had a lot of memories. Mm-hmm. We'd take some of my cousins with us, always, you know, taking somebody somewhere, went to camp meetings multiple times a year. She was a go-getter. I remember uh, my wife went with y'all to some yes. youth camps or camp meetings yeah. or something. In, Falk, Arkansas. Uh, yes. And, and she always, every youth camp and camp meeting, she kept probably 10, 10 young girls in our house. Mm-hmm. Just We just had run of the house, and it never seemed to face her. That's awesome. <laughs> all the hairspray and all that going on, and she just loved it. She loved young people. Yes, she did. And she really had a heart to to help and touch but you know her typical day was very full supper of the evenings we had a very normal childhood growing up every evening supper on the table mm-hmm. and we ate every evening at the same time um just your typical all-american family awesome yeah. i don't know how she did it i also have three kids and i can't do half of what she did and she had cancer i understand I yeah understand. i know it was god's strength you know, he's talking about um, some of the memories you have growing up with your mother and the, the Thursday night and the desserts. And mm-hmm. I, I love desserts. And Yes, me too. <laughs> I hope some of my children don't hear this episode in some way and think that Thursday night could be a new thing for us, you know, getting a special <laughs> dessert. I need to talk to my wife about yeah. that. And, but uh, I do remember growing up, and, uh, you know, I wasn't um, – very old when I started getting invitations to come over for like Sunday in between services and mm-hmm. um, spend spend the day and then uh, some sleepover time. Um, and I don't know if it was more, you know, getting away from my brother Josh for the night that I look <laughs> forward to it, you know, coming over, um, or if it was the little Debbie cakes, you know, or or what it was exactly. But uh, but I do know once I got there, I felt like I was just at home. Yes, you know sir. what I mean. And uh, I was I was the biggest of all of us guys that would hang out over there, and I still am. You know, some things don't change, and uh, uh, weight changes, and some usually usually we just gain weight. But but uh, I'm still the biggest guy. But I remember one over there. I don't ever remember a time when I would go into the kitchen and get a little Debbie cake, and you know my my eyes were bigger than my belly. I thought, yeah. man, if I could eat one, surely I could eat two. You know, yeah. and, uh, and I'd have another one, and you know she just. Just let me have all the cakes I wanted. It was great. I, I really enjoyed going over there. Um, but there's something interesting about, about your mother and and your father, and it kind of hit home with me and my wife. Um, they You mentioned earlier uh, last week when they were involved in foster care, and that's something that we do. And when I think about your family growing up, and how they had open arms to people like me and some other people, other guys in the church and local churches, and and uh, we'd always feel at home. Your seemed like your mom and your dad went the extra mile to make sure that just not guys with a good haircut, you know, that you know didn't have detention that week at school, felt at home around her. Right. Yes. You know, she she dealt a lot with with children that. Um, didn't have the best upbringing in, in various circumstances. Can you tell me a little bit about the foster care perspective and, and your mom and how may she got into that and her yes. burden for those type of people? Well, they started um, doing the respite care for some cousins that were adopting. Um, they needed someone to be able to help 
you know, babysitting stuff because they both worked. So they got into it doing the respite, and then it kind of went from there. The burden just kind of, I guess, just got deeper, just knowing that there was kids out there that needed love, and they were full of love. They loved children. Um, We were a little bit older at the time, and we could pitch in, you know, as well and help. And so we kept a couple short-term foster children, and we had two siblings. That was more Mm long-term. And that was around the time that she was getting worse with her cancer. So it did become a lot on her. They had a lot of um, things they needed extra help on, Mm -hmm. the children. And so it had become a little more. But for several, several years, we had foster children in and out of our home. And I know if you could talk to them today, they would they would say that they felt that love. No doubt. You know, I know one of them that we just kept respite asked to come and live with us. Wow. Because loving it. And she stayed one night. She was in our home one night and asked, could she come? And we, she was mm-hmm. older. It just didn't work out, you sure. know, for a room space. But just knowing she felt that. Right. You know, she felt that love from at, the home. At a time when they needed it the most. Yes. Um, thinking about your, your mother, and he's talking about the love that people would feel in their home and – Sometimes people don't have a church background, and you know sometimes kids in the foster care system they don't have a church background and and a lot of times people like your mom could show the love of God in their life and they could feel something that they may have never felt before, mm-hmm. you know even if they can't wrap their mind around it or put words with it, there knows there's something different about about Christians yes. and about about a lady like your mother. It reminds me of a verse in the Bible. Second Corinthians three two, the Bible says that ye are our epistle, written written in our hearts, known and read of all men. And when I think about that verse, it takes me back years and years ago to my grandmother's viewing, and uh, your mother was was uh, was a was a sick lady at that time. And there's some people in my family that don't have a church background and if they do it's it's, we've been years maybe even decades removed from church and i remember being over there and at my grandmother's viewing and the house was full this was back in the day when you know the old timers still used uh the homes instead of the churches and stuff for this kind of stuff and and some people still do but i remember being there and i remember seeing some of my friends from church come my grandma died and you know this is an hour and a half away i wasn't expecting anybody you know from this side of the hill to come over and uh, just because of the distance nothing nothing else and i remember seeing some friends come in and then after i i can't remember if it was you or tyler or tara who mm-hmm. i seen first but i seen some friends come through and then before the door closed i seen your mom come through and that just wow that just amazed me you know and uh, your dad was guiding her in there and i'll never i hope i never forget i don't think i will but walked in there a little circle table my grandma had and somebody got your mother a a seat to sit in and the people that had come to my mother's or grandmother's viewing that knew nothing about holiness they didn't know anything about necessarily christianity just mountain people and they knew that your mom, by looking at her, was a sick person. And 
probably months and even years after my mom's viewing, they would refer to a lady that came that looked like she couldn't hardly even walk. Yeah. But she wanted to come and support somebody. Wow. And she, you know, they, they all knew each other over there. I mean, we probably all can, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, but they didn't know who Sister Marilyn was. I knew who Sister Marilyn was. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, but to my dad, even this day, to this day, my dad occasionally, when he thinks about his mom's viewing, he thinks about your mother coming over and your father coming over there and making that special effort. Yeah. And, you know, so some people, that might have been all the gospel they got that year. Yeah. That's right. You that know, be the only Bible they ever read. The only Bible they ever read. But they knew there's something about this woman that cared so much about other people that's right. that regardless of her situation she would go and she would she would try to be there if she could at all that's, that's exactly one of the things um one of the things i was going to bring up is when we talk about her legacy that is what we we often hear people talk about with sister Marilyn is we've had people come up to us before for that's maybe from across the country that couldn't tell you the name of church you went to or couldn't even tell you who the pastor was. But when we get to telling them, you know, where we go to church, they would say, hey, do y'all, did y'all ever hear that Marilyn Richardson lady? Yeah, you know, with the, she went to our church. She was a dear friend of ours, you know. And, and although they didn't know her personally, her influence, her life of faith, um, her... determination had spanned all across the country and had influenced their lives without ever sitting in the presence of your mother Mm -hmm. right and um you know that that was that was so powerful you know to to think about and um you know we we talked a little bit about it earlier but did did you guys ever realize the amount of influence and and legacy that your mom was leaving behind as you were I guess going through this from day to day and and and, and battling the things that you were battling did did you really realize um, I really don't know how to, to to put it into words but the how special how she special was. she really was <laughs> yeah I mean how, how, how do y'all respond to that? I think we always knew she was special, but she was mom. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and people would make comments, I love your mom. You yeah. know, she's so cool. Or, you know, like Brother Mark said, he just felt that love yeah. in her home. And that would be relayed to me, you know, from different people. And even to this day, if someone sees me out, they would say, your mom, she was just such a good influence to me. Yes. And several of them are not Christians, and she would have to rep- reprimand them. Yeah. But it was done in such love yeah. that that still stands out to them today. And, and you can tell a difference if someone corrects you Yes. out of um, anger or mm-hmm. out of um, disrespect or out of... Or if they're doing it because they really do care about you. Yes, and they and, they and, felt and they that. felt that. Yeah. And uh, you know, like we said earlier, my my wife um, used to spend the night with him to go to youth camps. Yes. And she she was telling me the other day about when she would spend the night and 
your mom would would always try to make it special and and she has her own special stories she, she can yeah. tell but but she would tell of your mom coming in there and she would put on the the big glasses and she would just become a different personality and she she, she just wanted to make you yeah. girls laugh she was hilarious. and spend that time with y'all and <laughs> and uh you know it was that that's love yes. um you know a lot of people when they get a house full of teenagers they want to run and hide oh she they just she was just a ball of, of fun she loved, yeah, i feel that way right now yeah. i don't even have teenagers <laughs> well <laughs> I've, got, I've, got, I've got uh three teenagers and a preteen so um there are many days i want to hide yeah. Mm. So <laughs> she just always has some, and as her children, um, we sing that all the time. Yes. She would, I mean, she was just so much fun. Yeah. Um. So as far as we knew, we had something special, but not to the magnitude that we know now. Yes. You know, the older that we get, the more we realize, looking back at the legacy she's left, yes. and the the trials that we go through, We're and not, putting those puzzle pieces into place that we watched her. Yeah. go through and be like oh so that's how we can apply that to our life now yes you know just it's it's becoming even more special you know the the lady that we we got to watch she uh, right up close you know we had a front row seat and it wasn't always you know she she battled but she made the best out of it and she just she tried her best to make us have a wonderful wonderful life there's always a, a story that we hear that is the story of the marathon runner. Mm -hmm. And they ask him, how do you win these races? And he said, I, I take my heart and I throw it across the finish line. Mm -hmm. And then I do my best to catch back up to it. Mm. Right. And I think that perfectly describes your mom. Absolutely. She knew where she was trying to go. Mm -hmm. She knew what she had to do. Yeah. And she threw her heart into it with everything she had. Yeah. Right. And she tried to catch back up to it. Absolutely. And try to and, take as many as she could. And she did. As she and that was the amazing part is we knew she put her heart, she threw her heart across that finish line. Mm -hmm. But she still had so much heart still to share with everybody else. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, it's, uh, and I, when we're saying all this, and this is a tribute to Sister Marilyn, mm -hmm. but I don't want to leave Brother Kenny out. Yes. Right. Because that man is a warrior in his own. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, if, if Brother Kenny hears this, I want to say, Brother Kenny, God bless you. We love you. And you are a warrior in our hearts. I mean, you are a soldier. And um, you're a hero, too, because he battled. He battled, too. Mm -hmm. and, she had uh, wrote a little line in her journal. My husband encourages me. Wow. Oh, how he encourages me! Yeah. So he he was right there. Yes, he was, and he was still she, working at the time. Yes, um, in the coal mines. Yeah, um, he worked you know, night shift. He worked. Yeah, yeah, he worked the night shift, and and then you know he probably I'm sure went without sleep as well. Yeah. When when things were 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 tough, and mm -hmm. and the worries and the, um, you know I can imagine I I remember when we were expecting some of our children and I was working in the coal mines, and and you're 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 underground you're hours away, 
uh, we were seven miles underground. We was a good hour and a half ride before I could even see daylight. And, um, you know, not knowing if we was going to get the call at any minute that, hey, your wife just went into labor or something along those lines. And that constant fear, you know, and you're like, man, I just, I need to get home. I need to get home. And so I can imagine just the mind battle your dad was going yeah. through during all this mm-hmm. of, you know, am I going to get a phone call? Is I, I, I want to be home with my wife, but I've, sure. I've still got to work and I've got to provide for my family and I've got mm-hmm. to, you know, it's my responsibility to do this and, and the weight he was carrying too. Yes. And, and he did it all with grace. Yes, he right. did. And, 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 you know, he, he, he was such a wonderful guy and, um, or he, he is such a wonderful guy. And, um, so I, I don't want to leave him out in all this either because, mm-hmm. um, because he, he sure carried the load, but, um, your mom, I would never say that your mom lost to cancer. No, I would never say your mom lost her battle mm-hmm. because she didn't. Your mom won her battle. Absolutely. Right. Um, and through the, the the fight that she went through she won mm-hmm. um she is where we all strive to go right and um she overcame her cancer yes um and and what what time she was here she put us to shame mm-hmm. <laughs> you know they uh we we were talking of her when she would come into the church and it would change the atmosphere. You knew your mother had been, I mean, we knew your mother had been praying long before she ever got here. Oh, yeah. We knew, um, you know, that she was going to give it 100%. And as you was talking about how your dad at times would have to help her stand up to testify. And, mm-hmm. and um, when the Lord would, there were times that she couldn't hardly walk, but when the Lord would move and he would touch her, and you could see in her face that for those moments, the pain was gone. Although her body might have still been limited, uh, but for those moments, she was somewhere else. Oh yeah, she sure. was. She was. She was in the presence of the Lord, mm-hmm. and nothing else mattered in those moments. Yeah. And um, those were precious moments that still influence and impact my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are songs that I still can't hear without saying that Sister Marilyn song. Mm-hmm. Um, the, jo- the that song, the choir sings "Joy of the Lord," and talking about the jubilee. I loved when they would sing that, and I felt like, man, that Sister Marilyn song, mm-hmm. you know. And um, she would always, she would always, when she came here, she came with one thing in mind. And that was to give the Lord her all. She was going to worship. She was going to uh, back the preacher. She was going to to do whatever she needed to do um, to 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 praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. And it was just it was just so wonderful. It was just so wonderful. And that's what her life was. You had asked earlier about prayer. Yes. You know, she prayed all the time. Her yeah. Prayer was her life. She didn't really have a set. I, I remember I have my own stories of hearing her, you know, in her bedroom speaking in tongues and 
being carried. You know, that's really how she made it. The 10 years was being carried mm-hmm. by the Holy Ghost. She leaned on that fully. It was nothing to see her washing dishes and have her a little spell in the kitchen. You know, it just she mm-hmm. had church at home, too. And they prayed about everything. They wouldn't buy a new car without Absolutely. praying it through first. You know, mm-hmm. that they taught us a lot about prayer. It was a connection to the God who kept her daily. Yeah. Um, that's, that's just prayer was her talking to God, communed with him. That's awesome. Um, it's important that we pray about everything. I, mm-hmm. um, we try to do the same with that about praying about vehicles. But I believe sure. sometimes that, with especially with our most recent vehicle purchase, I believe it just must be the Lord's will to <laughs> meet every garage owner around because it <laughs> spends more time on the road or in the garage than on the road. <laughs> but, Maybe uh, you're being a witness. To <laughs> yeah, I'm like. Maybe so. (laughs) I want to give Randy and Granny a shout-out, too. Yes. Granny lived with us. Mm -hmm. Um, She came back from Florida, and she lived with us to help when things did get rough. And Randy was a one-minute drive. Right. So they were always there available to help my dad, you know, so he could work. It was just we all helped each other. Worked together. Yeah. And they were a lot of support for her. That's part of what made y'all's family so special is the love for everybody yeah. and the the willingness to to pull together and work. Even today, it, it it's hard to to see a family that can get along. Sure, yeah, that is true. I, and I, I know that sounds sounds bad, and I'm not down on anybody's family, but it's very rare that you see a family that can live together. You know, you, you say there's no house built for two families. Mm-hmm. You know, each it, but um, it's just a lot of times people when you put people all in one little house, one little room, they mm-hmm. it it's just not big enough. People are people. Yeah, people mm-hmm. are people. They like to, you know, they like mm-hmm. to have their own space, and they everybody mm-hmm. has their own way of doing things. But um, you all made it work, and you. You you helped each other and and that's that's the Lord. Yeah. I mean that's that's God's grace right there too, and uh, mm-hmm. and you know we we want to show youth today that there is a purpose and a plan for everybody. Um, that's that's one of our whole points in these episodes, and we often talk about things that the young men can do. We we talk about preaching. We talk about. Uh, all these things, and, and sometimes, you know, it, it's so common that people will, will look around and they'll say, you know, you may not, you know, everybody, it's not meant for everybody to be a preacher, or it may not, and it seems like sometimes the young ladies get overlooked. Mm-hmm. And um, that was one of the reasons that we wanted to, you know, this is just our, uh, you know, we've not we've not had a whole lot of episodes out yet, and we want to get this out quick uh, in in tribute to Sister Marilyn because, you know, God didn't set out with a plan for only the young men. Right. Right. Um, God has a plan for the young ladies, too. Mm -hmm. And um, there is a plan and there is a purpose for everybody. And so although you may feel like there's you're too young or you may feel like there's um, not a lot that you can do. 
there's still something you can do. Yes. And Sister Marilyn was a perfect example of that. Um, you know, she was a prayer warrior. She was going to get the school groceries. Mm -hmm. uh, she was a Sunday school teacher. She was a singer. She was, you know, she did congregational singing. She did special singing. She, I mean, she was a huge supporter of her brother and mm -hmm. pastor, you wow. know. Um, all of those are very important roles that somebody had to play. Sure. Mm -hmm. And so... If if you're out there and you're and you're a young lady listening to this that you feel like there's nothing you can do you're you're overlooked you're you know um, you don't have a a loud voice that you're gonna be a great singer or you don't have a you know you're not heard then God still has something for you to do it may be to 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 support somebody else it may be for you to pray for somebody else it could right. be we don't know exactly what God might have in store for you, but but there is something that you can do. And I want to encourage you. Seek God and find that. And when when you do, man, it's it's, it's going to be something that that's made and tailored specifically to you mm -hmm. that, you know, there were things that just seemed like only Sister Marilyn could do. Yes. And that's how it will be for all these young ladies out there. God's got something that, you know, it may just be something only they can do. And um, well, you're and talk, you're talking about how a lot of times we focus on the men, but yeah. could you imagine a church where only the men had a say? Man, could you could you imagine a kitchen where only the guys could fry the absolutely not sausage? <laughs> could you imagine a bathroom? Now I might fry the sausage, but oh, now yeah. if it come down to making the biscuits, right, right, I mean, or the McDonald's, gravy, McDonald's, yeah, we better be eating out. Yeah, or or you know, or even 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 a, a church bathroom, you oh, know, yeah. where you was depending on me to try to clean the mirror. Yeah, <laughs> be so strict. You know, be able to see it. Yeah, and so, uh, but Sister Meyer, I was kind of curious. What what do you think your your mom would say to young people yeah. that maybe a young lady that you know that she has a hard to do something for God? Yeah, and. You know, it may not be, you know, to pastor the church, but what would you, how would your mom encourage a, a young lady? I think she would start with saying, be willing to do anything. Oh, yeah. Because not everyone can do those jobs that are noticed. You know, like you right. said, somebody's got to get the groceries, yeah. somebody's got to do the cooking, vacuuming. There's trash out in this parking lot. Mm -hmm. Nine times out of ten, when we get to church, somebody can pick that up. Yep. You know, God notices every detail that you do for Him, and it doesn't matter if other people see it or not. So that I think she, at first she would say, "Delight thyself in the Lord, be mm -hmm. happy in Him, and be open to what He has for you. If He cares enough to number the hairs on your head, mm -hmm. then He cares about you as a person." Yeah, even the lack of. <laughs> okay, okay, good. <laughs> He's got you covered, Brother Mark. Good. Then he cares about you as a person. If he created you in his image and he's perfect, yes. then he thinks you're mm -hmm. pretty awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So if you just make the choice, you know, I, I'm here, God, even if it means I clean the bathrooms. Yes. Or teach Sunday school or play the piano. Whatever you have for me, I'm willing to do. That's because great. he has a job, like you said, Brother Chad, that's perfectly tailored 
to every individual that he creates and you just have to be willing to let him do that and once you be happy in him the light in him be tender soft open and then you will see your desires start shifting you know more to him and then a lot of times he will fulfill your desires Yes, the absolutely. the ones that if you put those on the back burner and say whatever you want, Lord first. Yeah, let me put you first. Seek you first. Seek you first. The kingdom of God and yeah. His righteousness, and all these things will be added. Put Him first. Mm-hmm. Even if I've I've had to pray myself, even if you don't answer what I'm praying right now, I'll still trust you. I'll still live for you because of who you are. So just just fix my heart to yeah. be peaceful about that. You know, just trust you as long as I make you happy. That's so great. just just make God happy. Don't don't matter what other mm-hmm. people if they see it or not, as long as you please Him. And let me go to the the flip side of that. What about you know we're we're all sitting here we're we're Sunday school teachers. Your mother was a Sunday school teacher, so we've we've all seen young people that have come to church and then maybe turned away um so what about to a young lady that's that's made some mistakes mm-hmm. due to peer pressures or pressures of life or maybe she's ruined her reputation and uh with the influences you've had and knowing your mother like you did what advice would you give to that girl I know that's a little little different from the the young lady that's seeking God, but yeah. sure. maybe this is a girl that's uh, maybe maybe there's a girl out there she's she feels like I've done went too far. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I've 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 been in church before, and I, I've walked away, and now I just feel like I've gone so far, or I've made these mistakes that I just never will find my way back. Or if I do find my way back, maybe they won't accept me. What what would be your advice to that to that young lady? My advice is God will accept you. Absolutely. Today is the day of salvation. Don't waste another second. He created you. He still has a work for you to do. And my mind instantly goes to the woman at the well. He sought her out. She'd been married seven times. And he tells her, go and tell everyone you see. Go tell them what I've done for you. Oh, yeah. I want them to know he sent her on her way, forgiven. So if he can do that for her, he wants to do it for anyone that's made that mistake. Right, right. Because no one's perfect, and we have Mm -hmm. all made mistakes. And he has that. We have that advocate with the Father that he just wants us. He wants our heart. Come to him. Take it a day at a time. Just let him love you and forgive. Start afresh and be forgiven i mean he died he died to forgive that i wouldn't waste Mm -hmm. another second he can make beauty from ashes it would be more beautiful than than they could even imagine Mm -hmm. that's great advice absolutely it's great advice i sure have appreciated this opportunity sister myra and thank you for allowing us to walk down memory lane and down the way of the wise with you about your mother is there anything else you'd like to add to us? We'd like to read a scripture. Please do. Second um, Timothy 1, five, and then down to 12. Uh, when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith 
it means genuine faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother and thy mother, I am persuaded that in thee also. I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed. I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed to him. If you don't have that legacy passed down, there's today's the opportunity to start your own. Mm-hmm. Make the decision, start afresh, so your children yeah. and your grandkids can have it. Some of the greatest people that I've known were first-generation Christians. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm very blessed. I had my mother, my grandmother, even my grandmother's mother, mm-hmm. you know, passed down to me. It's my responsibility by God's grace to pass that down to my daughters and my son. But if you are not blessed with that, don't let that define your life. Right. Mm-hmm. You make the choice to trust God with your life and let him write your story and give you a legacy that you can pass down to your family. Well, that's great. Absolutely. That's great advice. Let it start with me. Yes. Absolutely. Don't, so to, don't let your circumstances define you. Yeah. Let God define you. So there you have it. If uh, There's no greater advice than that. If you don't have this legacy, start it. Sure. Let it start with you. Let God use you. Right. Let it go. Let you be the one to pass it down to those following after you. That's right. You but will we, be able to touch someone absolutely. somewhere. Somehow. Amen. That's some, that's strong advice. Wise advice. Absolutely. And we want to thank you again for joining us today, uh, Sister Myra. Thank you for, for traveling back down memory lane. And uh, it's sure been a blessing to us. We hope it's been a blessing to all you all. We hope we've paid respect to uh, Sister Marilyn. And most of all, we hope we've given glory to God for all that he brought her through. Amen. And um, we uh, we hope that you'll join us again next week here at Defining the Dash where we strive to make it count. God bless you. Have a great week. Brothers will be there, heaven's joys with them I'll share. Then I'll feel little baby play and meet my Jesus on that day. Heaven's joys for me to wave when I step inside the gate. Inside the gate. Inside the gate. Inside the gate. No more to cry. No more to die. Sorrow's past, I'm matching here forever.